G'day Legends Legendaries, welcome to another episode of Generation Get To It, a sugar hit of positivity and health for you to get the most out of yourself to inspire this generation and the next. Make sure you like and subscribe so you can, the latest, so you can get the latest episodes and also to share so we can get the word out there. So just like I cocked up that intro then, I also cocked up the intro of our guest. But you know what? He's a great bloke. You don't need me to introduce the world to him. He gets himself out there. He makes big changes. And most importantly, he's someone that is a genuine and caring person about the things that he does and the work that he does for the, for the world. But what I really enjoyed about him was the fact that he simplifies everything really well. He makes sure that you understand things and makes sure that doesn't matter where you are, he will meet you at your level so you can start improving from where you are and start finding the direction you need to go. He runs some great initiatives and I'd love you to jump in the episode, listen all the way to the end so you can hear all about his great project called My Health Pledge, which is going to make some big changes over the future. So jump in. Also, just a side note, rip headphone users between uh, the volume levels of me and our guest. He speaks quite softly, where I was genuinely very excited and yelling straight into the microphone. So, um, yeah, good luck. All right, good day, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Generation Get To It. Today, we've got a very special guest, a man who has done it all and seen it all. He's, he's, he doesn't just live health, but he also makes sure that he just spreads the message as far as he can. Uh, he is a registered nutritionist. He's done an undergrad in nutrition and a master's in public health. He is an action taker. He's someone that has been a triathlete. He's currently just finished uh, the most recent marathon in Australia, the on the Gold Coast. And he has done some incredible trips around the world where he's also cycled across North America and also across uh, north to south of Australia as well. So he's gone out and done a lot of it. He's got some of the best content you'll see on Instagram. It's very simplified and very much for everyone that they can take action straight away. And he has got the most Aussie nickname in all of Australia too. We've got Mick <laughs> Chapo Chapman. Welcome. Thanks, mate. Good to be here. Pleasure. And like I said, Mick is a very, very smart man. He's uh, He simplifies the hell out of everything, which means that you know he knows what he's talking about. But first of all, let's just start off with your marathon. You've just done the Gold Coast Marathon. How was it? Yeah, mate, it was really good, actually. Um, I've... You know, come from background background in triathlon where a lot of the stuff was uh, a lot shorter, and I do enjoy the shorter races. But I've purposely never registered and run a road marathon. Um, I've done them in the Ironman and done ultras, but uh, this is actually my first, my debut marathon. So yeah, it's good to get up there in in Gold Coast, and it was just such a good vibe up there too. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, wasn't that also the course that two people end up passing away during as well? Yeah, yeah, I I didn't hear that until um like the day after, which is um yeah kind of sad, and obviously yeah it just goes to show that <clears throat> that you know getting checkups and and things like that is is something for everyone where it doesn't matter if you you know what kind of lifestyle you lead or or anything. There's and you know we'll probably get into it a little bit later on, but a lot of the messages that I, that I put out there is that just because we are in a healthy body, it doesn't mean that we don't need to go and get, you know, a skin check or a heart check or things like that. So yeah, it's, it's sad to hear, but I think a lot of people got after their, got after their goal and um, the group that we went up to all kind of, yeah, took, took away PBs and things like that. So it's, um, it's just such a good vibe um, getting around those kind of events, Ironmans, uh, you know, marathons, or even just, um, you know, your local park run and grabbing a, grabbing a coffee and watching that. It's just, um, it's great seeing people getting out there. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's a really great, um, well, it will be a great segue into what we'll talk about later in terms of uh, health prevention and everything associated around that. But first of all, most important question, did you crack the three hours? Did you get a, what was your PB? Yeah, well, first one is PB straight up. Um, but yeah, I ran it in uh, 243. So, Jesus. Um, yeah, so yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. See how I'm feeling. Um, yeah, in eight weeks to go and do that one. Yeah, you really make us all look really good when you're on a <laughs> two forty three. I'm pretty sure it's a sub four minutes per k, right? Yeah. So holding around uh, three fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable! Unbelievable, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing a photo. I think. I think it's very rare. You know, you're doing well when you're the only person in the frame. Because every time I've done a marathon, there's about a hundred other people in the frame because I'm running yeah. straight to the middle of the pack. So yeah, yeah. you've done well there. Uh, mate, I always say it's uh it's it's relative. So, you know, people might think that I'm fast, but I, I can guarantee that there's a hundred more people that I can name and and um that they're they're running way quicker than me. So I think it's yeah, I guess coming back to certain messages where it's like, you know, get after your own goals and and kind of don't worry about what other people are doing. And um because it's all it's all relative. Like we're all we're all slow compared to Kipchoge. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, that's very true actually. Um nice. Awesome. So well let's get into what exactly it is that you do. So you've got you wear it seems like you wear a few bunch of different hats. I know you're very big on like taking the initiative to get people out there and to work on many different aspects of the health. If you want to go into what you're working on now and what your role is, then we can kind of go into some of the initiatives that I think are really great that you're running and running, and we can go into them later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess the yeah, as as you said, I kind of do wear a few different hats, and um, they are, I would say, they're slowly starting to converge to a point where I'm really enjoying all all the work that I'm doing, and I've kind of laid a platform over the last ten years to be able to. Yeah, really enjoy the work that I do. So um, nine to five, I work for New South Wales Health and the Sydney Children's Hospital Network. So, you know, pretty much preventative health measures for, for families, for clinicians, uh, for, for kids to keep them out of hospital as much as possible. Um, and, and preventative health is one of those things where it doesn't get much attention. Um, it's because you often can't see the ramifications or the, the benefits of that because a disease didn't occur or a, or a condition didn't occur. And, um, you know, it's just got, I was reading something today in regards to preventative health where um, certain aspects of Australian government spending, if, if we did spend it on preventative health, we'd save $8 per dollar spent. Um, so it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very important and um, it contributes to a lot of ill health and, and mortality in our country. So it's, yeah, it's something that I'm passionate about and I'm glad that I've got a, um, you know, a, a solid job in a, in a solid um, organization for, for my nine to five. And then um, I think <clears throat> during COVID, I did, I actually did a lot of secondment work with, uh, with the Ministry of Health doing contact tracing and policy work for, for COVID when, when there are outbreaks in, you know, education centers or prisons or things like that. So really fascinating look at the the way that the cogs move in the healthcare system um, and, and how we kind of have to lean on each other and, and how we have to educate um, the population on, on bringing them along the journey. It's not just about telling people what to do. It's, it's about uh, getting them to understand why and, and, um, and, and making sure we're communicating that in, you know, different languages and at the right time and things like that. And it was a couple of years, but that time also allowed me 
um, to step back a little bit and, and see a few projects that probably I've had in the back of my mind for probably four or five years. And, and, um, and that is in my own endeavors with nutrition. So doing nutrition presentations and, and, and one-on-one um, consults for mainly for endurance uh, and performance intake. And then just recently, the start of this year actually started up a, uh, a public health initiative called My Health Pledge, which is an initiative that kind of, it, it, it pushes people and community members and, and creates that accountability around making a My Health Pledge, which is, you know, it might be that thing that you've always put off going to see the doctor or going to get a skin check because you kind of feel fine. But as we kind of touched on just a little bit before, just because we feel fit or look fit or are moving well, it doesn't mean that everything is, is A-OK and and being on top of stuff is much more important um, than, you know, the the alternative. Um, and, and people might say that, oh, a doctor's appointment might be expensive. And, yeah, there are there are issues with the healthcare system overall. But, um, you know, a, a dollar, again, a dollar spent in prevention is is much better than if you get sick and, and, and then have to spend, you know, thousands of dollars on, on getting back to normal. So... I guess that's a roundabout way of saying a few different, um, they're the hats that I wear, like both um, professionally and then uh, a lot of the stuff that I do as passion projects on the side. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's, that was really good, actually, because I think it really highlights a lot of probably where you spend all your time working up until this point, like you've started at a young age and, of you know, doing triathlon, doing triathlon and being really active in sport. Um, and you've progressed over, over time to, you know, really study in, in depth in terms of how can we actually start getting more people out and about and becoming, you know, creating a healthier lifestyle so they can live, you know, with longevity and have a healthier uh, outcomes in the future. But you mentioned that you have all these passions, but like what's kind of your overarching passion in why you go out there and do these things and, you know, trust an example by, you know, riding thousands of kilometers or you know running marathons or you know kind of taking this time out of your life to actually get out there and start setting an example and start being the you know the change that you might want to see yeah I think that uh growing up I always uh had a big sporting background um and pretty much between me and my older brother played a season of most sports from you know your standard soccer to swimming hockey taekwondo at one point um we just we just loved it we we loved movement and that was just a part of our lifestyle it wasn't that sport was anything different it was just that that was what was happening at the time so so we we loved that and and then as i to my teenage years i um uh, was lucky enough to play some high level touch footy which at the time I thought I'd, I'd absolutely made it and, um, and realised that touch football was, you know, a bit of a, a uh, underground underground sport that isn't, uh, doesn't have the same. Not, exa- not exactly Wimbledon where you're ending up with cash money yeah, every yeah, time exactly. you play. Yeah. I wasn't rolling in money at, at uh, age 16, <laughs> but, um, you know, had the ability to travel um, some parts of the world, which was amazing as a 16 or 17-year-old. Um, but it was just part of my life and I think my passion came from um, trying to see where our human limitations are and and by using myself as a bit of a guinea pig to say okay well you know now that I've finished with you know school or sport um, I'm actually able to write down whatever I want to do and and, and go out and do it and uh, I remember one of the first fundraisers that I ever did was I think it was for one of the 
tours that I did for the Aussie Touch team, but um, <clears throat> tried to raise a bit of money to, to go over to New Zealand. And um, I put on an event down at the Touch Fields where I ran uh, 100 metre sprints in 100 minutes. So pretty much running um, a, a half handy 100 metre sprint uh, for 10K, which is uh, every minute on the minute uh, running that. So that how, old are you, how old are you then? Yeah, that was me as a, I don't know, 17 or 18 year old, um, just literally trying to drum up a bit of interest in the sport and and a bit of funding for myself because it was, it was a lot of it was self-funded. Um, but um, I don't know, I've just always, that's always been a key driver in, in what I've done to get the most out of myself. And I was um, very internally driven. Um, if, you know, things like Instagram or external validation dropped off the face of the earth tomorrow I'd, I'd still love what i do and, and i think covid was a really good example of that that i live um, my lga is part of the royal national park down here in sydney and i just disappeared into the national park and not, nothing really changed too much for me i bought a mountain bike and i did lots of trail running so yeah that's i, I think that was always my my key um passion and then when i was starting to look at uh, career prospects I always wanted to be in that uh, originally in that performance space but then I tried to figure out you know I didn't want to be a sports development officer or um, you know a physiotherapist I didn't want to be on the sides of sport um, so that's when I knew that a nutrition degree would help me personally but also um, help drive that external public health um, realm and I, I would say that throughout my university degree, uh, degree I really grew into that public health role where I was like you know com coming from the country I was I um th there's a part of me that really loves focusing on health equity and health equity isn't just uh, he health equality is giving everyone the same item to make their health better health equality is giving someone that is disadvantaged two items to make sure that they're at the same level as their, their, their counterpart, which may have, you know, more privileges or, or more money or being born in a more affluent area. So that really grew throughout my university. And then I would say, yeah, now the two main passions that I have are, are human performance and what we're capable of and getting the most out of our population through through public health. And, and then some of the messages are, are quite simple to convey when we do simplify them and, and we do need to um, meet people where they are on their kind of change journey but uh, uh, there, there's a lot of lifestyle factors that contribute to what's happening with people's lives and we and, and again we just need to meet people where they are on that um, just to literally say oh we'll get to the gym more often or go out for a run it's it's really not helpful for say a single mum with two jobs and and three kids like they you know we all don't have the exact same 24 hours in a day so understanding that from a health professional's point of view or a, or a pt or you know whatever people are out in the community that um you know meeting people on their journey is 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 half the battle and we need to we need to move forward with with people if we're going to um change behaviors yeah that's really um really well put i think obviously your values in terms of the way that you presenting you know that whole from 17 you've gone out and and actually raised money for something that you care about which is obviously like a sporting endeavor which is gonna you know Im impact not just you but the the team over over the um 
over the long span, but also making sure that, you know, you understand that people coming from different levels and that you're showing a lot of empathy, which I think is really strong in a practitioner and can't, you know, rate it enough. I've worked in sport for many years, uh, worked in PT, I've worked in a whole bunch of things. And I can honestly say that one of the best things, one of the best skills you can have is is showing empathy in the in the case because like you don't know how someone stays been or how mm-hmm. difficult it is it can be at home. Like I remember I was working with athletes and um you know you see a lot of the athletes come in and they you know they're big and strong and tough and everything like that especially when they're like rugby boys but you know a lot of them go home and they're struggling they're all they're doing is eating dominoes every night because you know one they don't know how to eat uh, you know two it's you know it it's they haven't been raised with the right the right principles and like nutrition and also many of them people just aren't um are finding too many of the messages too confusing per yeah. say like every you know like I said, every on social media, like it's it's so many issues are dressed up to be this is the only solution to this. You have to stick yeah. to this six week program. Uh, it's the only way to lose weight. It's the only way to feel better. But like yeah. you, I'm sure you've seen just about everything in your you know. Yeah, yeah. And I always I always joke to people that I'll always be in a job in in this space, um, which is kind of sad and um, good at the same time, but. Uh, I, I had a, a nutrition presentation last night that uh, one of the slides said, uh, if we listened to every diet guru, we'd have nothing left to eat. So, um, and, and, and when, when, we, when we do put that kind of BS meter on, on what we intake, the information that we intake, and we do need to do that nowadays because there is so much information out there that we do need to kind of have our own little filter on, on what we intake and, and how we question um, information. When when we do see those things online, it's usually, you know, the, the best way to be in the wellness space at this point in time and and, and make money is, is to create a solution and then, um, sorry, to create a problem and then sell the solution. And uh, a lot of what I do is try and break down those barriers to say that, okay, well, most people know 90% of what we should be doing, but um, here are some key underlying messages that are going to help you um, move forward and make your own choices and make, you know, in, in a lot of the consults that I do, I talk about, you know, hopefully in, in three to six months time when I'm not talking to you anymore, you, you're out there and you're teaching your kids how to read a nutrition label or, or you know, um, you know that, non-exercise activity thermogenesis as a as a as a um as a movement pattern is is super important throughout the day so uh i really try and yeah i'm more than happy to i'm not i'm not uh, a closed book in terms of my knowledge and i I think a super important thing around health education is continuously learning I, i know that I don't know everything and i will continue to learn and and i know where my where my scope is as well so if there are some tricky questions around, um, you know, mental health or, or certain things around gut health, I, or you know, um, you know, female uh, menstrual cycles, things like that, I just I refer on. It's it's not it's not my area, and I think there's a huge um, bonus for health professionals that that have the ability to say, I actually don't know, and I, I'm happy to I'm happy to refer you on, or I'll, I'll look into it a little bit more. But knowing topics that are just way too in depth to to dive into yourself yeah yeah no absolutely um yeah i think that's very true yeah same thing 
I think there's sometimes where you just have to kind of push people onto the person that or someone else that you know is going to actually solve the solution. But I liked how you said at the start there about what you're trying to do is obviously trying to create a very simple solution for people that don't understand health or don't have time to understand the complexity of health. Like there is, well, I think when people say something like, you know, educate yourself on this, like people don't have time to educate themselves and everything that comes across them. So like, how do you kind of, how would you like work with someone, say that mother with, um, you know, three kids and two jobs, like how would you kind of approach something uh, to help them with like their, their health if they're struggling? I think the first thing is that, as we spoke about before, is is uh, meeting people on their change journey. So there's the I think it's five stages of, of behavior change, which is uh, goes from pre-contemplation, contemplation, all the way through to maintenance. And and maintenance is something that we do, you know, regularly without thought. We continuously do it as a as a healthy habit. Um, some people are in pre-contemplation and they come to you. They might want to chat and they're not ready to change. And um, as a healthcare professional you cannot you can try and coax them into the next stage and and try and reduce barriers uh or or increase um the the positive aspects of of a behavior change but in in the end you just need to you're, you're there as a sounding board and you know someone to rely on as 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 decent health information but you you can't make those um behavior changes for people but um yeah firstly understanding where where that person is on their journey um two knowing that it's it's small sustainable changes small sustainable changes will always trump a two-week diet that is not maintainable and 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 even from a mental health perspective when people do a two a two-week diet it's super restrictive they don't um tick it all off they feel guilty about that at the end of the two weeks and then they're back to square one not having learned anything um, so I think saying to people, you know, we grew up in this world of the biggest loser where seven or eight kilograms a week of weight loss is, is normalized and, um, shaming people, uh, who are in a bigger body than other people is, is a normal thing to do. And, um, there's research that suggests that shaming people may actually makes it worse. Um, so, you know, and, and there's another concept of, uh, health at every size, which is, that I, as a health professional, can give you the exact same health advice, whether you're in a small body or, or a big body. And that is, you know, let's get out there, let's try and move. Um, you know, where can we possibly reduce some processed foods? That sort of thing. That that has no relevance on how big you are as a person. So there's just some, I guess, some, yeah, small takeaways that I mean, I've learned over years and years and years. And and I guess part of that is also challenging your confirmation bias uh, I, I grew up playing sport and a lot of people around me were quite a healthy healthy weight range and um, just challenging those things to be like okay well what where where do people come from and and I need to you know if I've thought a certain way before and I need to change that because um, things evolve and and sometimes you know sometimes you you actually were wrong uh sorry you were right at a certain point in time two or three years ago but but research has changed and, and being able to go okay well i was uh, correct at the time things have moved on so i'm going to update um what that is and um that's what that's what science is and and um there's a there's a uh, there's a few people on instagram and it's that you know they've made shirts out of it but it says that um 
uh, data is greater than your feelings. So it's like people get so caught up in like, oh, it has to be this way and I've always done it this way. And it's like, well, science is moving on. So let's, yeah. <laughs> let's do the research and then move on. Yeah, it's just very funny to say that because I literally have it printed on my wall just just there that you can't see. Oh, really? Yeah, data data is greater than feelings, data over feelings. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. But yeah, no, I I love that message. I think that's that's Mm -hmm. so true. Um, They can get caught up in something that, like I said, was correct or something you were taught at school, which Mm -hmm. at the time was to the best of the knowledge. But over time, science changes, new things are learned, there's new studies, we're constantly learning. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good to, over time, to accept that um, sometimes we just have to move on from that original idea. But I really want to get into my health pledge. That's something I really wanted to see because I think it's one of the best initiatives I've seen in recent years and I'd just love to know more about it. So can you please just give us a basic idea of what My Health Pledge is and how you run it? Yeah, so as I mentioned at the start, it's kind of, it's that uh, community vibe that gets everyone accountable for for their actions or, or kind of I challenge you to go and do a My Health Pledge and and um it's, it's the things that we don't think about. We, we've all possibly, you know, gone out for a run or we get to the gym maybe once or twice a week. It's, th- those things are important, but that we've, been, that we've been drummed into that and the amount of squats that I've seen on social media, like, like we can move on and there's way more to health than, than just being, you know, physically present. So um, my health pledge is any, anything at all. And, and this is where <clears throat> the ownership comes in from the individual to say, you know, my health pledge might be to eat more veggies throughout the week, or it may be more in depth and I go and see a dietitian. It may be two minutes a day of meditation, or it may be going to see a psychologist. So on both ends of the scale, there's something that's quite light on and, and easy to do, or, or, you know, something that people have been putting off for quite some time or have never even broached the topic, so, say something like um, going to see, booking with a, with a psychologist. So this is something that I've, yeah, just it's always been in the back of my mind that um, with my knowledge of, I guess, the healthcare system, individual health and the fitness industry, it was trying to pull all those levers into one spot. And I think I've got a nice, neat little package of, of what that is now where when people go and make a health pledge, a lot of the, there's four or five questions. A lot of it's to do with your health pledge and what the barriers are and, and all that sort of stuff. But then that information is de-identified and then fed back to the community to say that, okay, well, other people are having, you know, it's too expensive to do this, you know, this in the community or it's uh, uh, people are too time poor. And then another one of the questions that gets asked is, what is one thing about your health or the healthcare system that you'd like to know a lot more about? And again, that gets that using data as a positive tool to then feedback to the community, um, because other people will have these these questions as well. So that you know, as, as part of the Ottawa Charter, which is a, a, a um, health promotion framework, there's there's a concept called reorientating health health services. So long term goals in my health pledge is that individuals start to make their own individual health pledges. They encourage their community to do the same. That starts to build, but then the more data we have of people saying, okay, well, this is a certain population group in a certain area that don't actually have access to a doctor or a dentist or something, um, that's when we can start to actually talk to industry and say, okay, well, what's the missing link between these people and what is being put out there? Um, and I do think there is a disconnect between 
our overall healthcare system and um, individuals. And I'd say, again, it just comes back down to knowledge or understanding of what that is. And a lot of the questions that have come out so far from people making health pledges is kind of like really basic stuff, but it, it's just assumed that everyone knows what it is. Like, like what is Medicare? Like, what does Medicare cover? And does it cover everyone? And, you know, when it comes to tax time, what is, what's the Medicare levy? Like, you know, all this, all these sort of things that people, yeah, people are asking in their, in their health pledges. And then that information gets fed back into, yeah, as I said, de-identified information where it's a, becomes a question that gets put back out in the community. So there's lots of kind of different arms to what my health pledge is, but um, it's really that accountability and, and a community engagement with, with friends, families, things like that, asking questions like, you know, of, of your mum and dad, like what's what's our family history like, you know, what what have people had before in terms of diseases or, or passed away from and, and just being aware of that. I know my health pledge, you know, part of the reason that I started it was I would say I'm, I'm quite healthy overall and I get blood tests every now and then, but it was more to do with uh, my skin health because I know that that's my probably my Achilles heel as a, as a redhead living in Australia <laughs> is, um, is, is the sun. So um, just being aware about that and, and, and again, taking both aspects of the preventative health measure is, is wearing sun cream for that. And the other aspect is going to see a dermatologist to go and get a skin check. So there's multiple ways we can use preventative health and hopefully my health pledge is kind of pushing the community to understand that there's different ways that health uh, presents itself and we can um, act on that. Yeah, brilliant. A bit of a throwback to the uh, year 10 PDHP with the Ottawa Charter there. Yeah, mate. <laughs> I haven't heard. Trees, it's headed like, at weird times when, um, you know, <laughs> different things would work and you go, oh, man, I remember... It's got the world's oldest image of it too. I think it was actually yeah, it does, does. in the 80s. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it looks like thing, it was one thing we took from PE. <laughs> yeah. It was. It looked like it was drawn before Microsoft Word was even a thing. So, yeah, exactly. I don't really... Yeah, there was yeah. definitely, definitely no Canva. It was no uh, special, special design. <laughs> yeah, going but, yeah, amazing. So, cool. So, to me, when you explain it, it sounds very much like an educational resource for a lot of people and in the knowledge and areas that they probably didn't think about. Like, for example, I really like the, the one that you said how, you know, you can see a therapist, but if it is unaffordable and, you you know, it is a bit of a struggle to find time or do it for the week, you can try meditation, which mm -hmm. I think people should be doing anyway on a daily basis. I couldn't, mm -hmm. like, I started doing meditation a lot the last couple of months since I met uh, our mutual friend, Baron Hansen, and he really turned me onto it. And I since then, I'm just mind-blowing. I find it's mm -hmm. incredible. But I find... I think that for a lot of people that don't see the benefit of spending that two minutes a day just doing meditation mm. or finding ways to kind of get veggies into the diet or to like, like you mentioned before, doing a non-exercise activity thermogenesis neat, which is in many senses, just walking from your car to work at a gradually yeah. bigger distance every day. Um, but I find that what you're talking about then is, was really, I think it's really needed in, in today because like I said, there's so many things which can be very confusing. And I find that, you're actually trying to find genuine solutions which can help someone when they mm. are at a disadvantage or don't have the time or whatever it is. So um, I, I, just, I just think when I when I um, originally started uh, getting getting the putting the feelers out for it and 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 launched it in January this year, that um, 
it was something that everyone could get around, whether you were a PT, a nutritionist, a psychologist, a doctor, um, a physiotherapist, a community member, a mum or a dad, like literally it makes so much sense. Like, and, and I spent a lot of time in terms of the, um, the branding and the name and things like that, but my health plan just makes sense. It's, um, it's, you know, something that you promise yourself to go like, oh, I have put that off for quite some time. It's time, you know, this is my, this is my calling to go and do that. And I, I just think, you know, we, we are bombarded with all these different, different angles of, of research a new research paper that's out and people are quabbling about the the tiny detail of of what's in that research paper as opposed to this research paper and and you know pts are fighting each other over the best technique and all this sort of stuff my health pledge is something that's like we are all on the same page here um and let's move forward with um community well preventative health measures in the community yeah, amazing. So yeah, it is very community orientated. Then. And I have seen some things pop up on social media that you've done. So I believe you've ran a couple of events, which have been my health, about my health pledge. I saw some were, I think were at, at gyms or something like that. Can you just go more into like what kind of events you've kind of ran with that? Yeah, so um, a lot of the stuff that we do is we're not trying to reinvent the wheel with, you know, creating another charity and another day of the year that we all need to follow. And and, and get around because there's a thousand of them and and for anyone that you know registers for city to surf or gold coast marathon you know there's a thousand charities to get behind and they they all do good things but i did want to try and consolidate a lot of what's happening in the world where we do have an RUAK day we have um november um you know we've got breast cancer awareness month like pull all that into a calendar and then start to give out uh you know data around breast cancer screening or, or or how many people are affected by it, all these different things and and that doesn't recreate the wheel but yeah what, what we did at the start with the with the launch and then one of one of those days was actually world health day in early april so yeah went out to run run communities and gyms and and just created a bit of a buzz around what my health pledge is and, and got those communities to to go and make a, a health pledge themselves and, and just start that conversation in a normal a normal gym session or a normal run session that they would have every other day of the week and uh in, instead on that day they they push each other to go and have a health pledge and and just you know um have a coffee after that session and, and talk about something different for once rather than you know your standard chat which is which is catching up but it's it's good to it's sometimes good to have uncomfortable conversations because it just brings it into the light and something we're talking about you know the 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 cusp of mental health and then that suddenly becomes normal conversation where we're looking out for a mate but it, it's not the you know it's not what's in the textbooks where it's like oh make sure you look out for this and it has to be presented this way it's like so a lot of it's just like you know a mate on a run that says i've i've had a tough day and you've got to yeah just deal with it on on, on the fly so um uncomfortable conversations are sometimes a good thing yeah yeah definitely yeah, and again, you've just kind of simplified, I think, what could be a very difficult um, situation is something which can be as simple as having coffee with someone after your session and just going, oh, by the way, um, this has happened and I'm feeling pretty down about it. Or I've got this spot that I need to check out and I don't really know what to do and someone may offer a solution in, in that way as well as opposed to kind of having to Google and or YouTube or kind of looking around for these answers. You can you can get some, some of the answers, many of the answers, I think, just from just from your friend and from your from your group hmm. i did see i saw you at the thing at the start you did a 
uh, rode a marathon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Which that I've got, before, before we go into oh, that, yes, yeah, that's yeah. so funny. So um, I did, I rode a marathon for November. Oh, because, yeah. say, in, in November. And I was, like, so proud of myself, you know, just went out. And I, I hate the road, absolutely hate the road, despise it. But yeah, I've right. never, I never rode, like, more than a couple K on there. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go out there and raise some money and do it in November. Yeah, so I got nice. out there and live streamed it and did this whole thing and rode it. And I was like, yeah, sweet, dude, and like, I think just under four hours or something like that. The lady hopped on and beat it by about half an hour, maybe even an hour, absolutely <laughs> smoked it. <laughs> but, I was, but I thought that was really, I thought that was really good though because I was like, oh, cool, it seems like, like how you can get out and influence people because I do remember after that I did that, some people messaged me and said, oh, thanks to that, you know, I went out and, and ran 10K for the first time in a long time or yeah. actually went out there and started making a difference. So yeah. it seems like what you're trying to do with this community is just, you know, even one person leading the charge can actually start making a bit of momentum for many other people so they can yeah. start making these choices. Yeah, and I think, um, and, and coming back to that point, like part of um, my health pledge is actually uh, like those individual challenges where, everyone's used to going out for a run and, you know, raising money for, you know, sometimes people aren't even necessarily connected to whatever that, that charity is. It's just kind of, they are doing something crazy. And, you know, I've, I've been in that boat where you're like, you go and do something crazy and people go, Oh, what are you, what are you raising money for? And you're like, Oh, just doing it. <laughs> Cause <laughs> calendar, so. bit of external motivation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's kind of giving people the option as well to use my health pledge as um not the charity, but the behavior. So instead of you donating to me doing my row, which is exactly what I did for the start of it, instead of you donating money to me for that, you donate uh, my health pledge, which is you going and doing that behavior. So no money is exchanged. And uh, off the back of that, we're both better off because I've done my individual challenge and you've gone and um, checked in with the doctor, say. So um, that that's the, that's the premise behind it. Um, and it gives people the option to challenge others to um yeah do, do a my health pledge rather than um donate money wow so it's not actually about transferring funds for anything in particular it's actually about transferring energy and transferring like an experience into doing something better for yourself yeah definitely yeah so um you know everything from from launch this far has been in kind for myself there's been you know there's no there's no money coming in at this point for my health pledge there is plans of doing um, corporate partnerships and, and presentations uh, around, you know, healthy workers that stay in jobs for longer and are, and are happier, uh, you know, one, they're a better workforce and two, they're a better community member as well. So um, there is space for that. But yeah, I really wanted this to be, it's 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 even more powerful, the fact that there isn't a cent trans, transaction between you and I, and, and you can just, you know, um, some things do cost money, as we said, in the healthcare system, but the, the cost of ill health is way far out, outseeds, um, you know, uh, uh, whatever, a $60, $70 um, a visit to the doctor. And sometimes, you know, the best case scenario is, is the fact that your doctor says, you're all good, I've checked X, Y, and Z, and that, that's a huge win. But I've also got mates and ambassadors from my health pledge who have kind of um you know who have gone to the doctor with a bit of a bit of a query and um yeah one of the one of our ambassadors jen um yeah was diagnosed with breast cancer two two years ago i think now and young fit uh woman and just um just came out of nowhere and yeah just it just changes your life so quickly that you know if we're on top of things um and we can check earlier 
diagnosed earlier, there's there's a potential for a, a better, longer life in, in that as well. So, and that that obviously is is more important as we age with with um, chronic health conditions. But a lot of those behaviours start now. It's 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 hard to change behaviours when you're in your seventies, but it's it's a lot easier when you're in your twenties and thirties and go, okay, well I finished school and I did play a bit of sport and now I've kind of let myself go a little bit and you know it doesn't have to be organized sport but organized sport is a great way to to meet community members and and um and and get a bit of movement in as well but people will stress too much that they're like oh well i don't like running and it's like if you completely hate running then move move on like um there's you know find something else that you actually really enjoy doing so that's kind of i guess that's a lot of the message of, of what my health pledge is and and i guess just touching on the the chronic health aspect of it um the stats around it that we really focus on is is that 38% of all disease in Australia is preventable, and that's through physical activity, poor nutrition, um, harmful use of alcohol, and cigarette smoke is, uh, are the main ones. Um, and then once you get to death rates in Australia, I think it's 9 in 10 are caused by chronic health conditions. So the majority of what's happening and and a third a third of what's um happening now is is um preventable so it's it's staggering to think that like small consistent changes in our 20s and 30s can lead to better life years when we're when we're older and um and, and a longer life as well that's huge um those stats are pretty staggering <laughs> like yeah. it makes you definitely think uh when you put in perspective like that and i'm sure a lot of people say, oh, that's not going to be me or I'll get started, you know, when I get more time. But time doesn't stop. Just, you know, you've got to get onto it now. And it's it's like one of those things like you can keep saying it's Monday, but Monday, Monday 2023 and Monday 2020, you know, 2033. <laughs> like yeah. you just got to. Yeah, exactly. That's why I always say that. Like there's always going to be, like there's always going to be next Monday and and people always use that as an excuse. But the, the counter argument that I have to that is that, um, and especially with nutrition, I bring this all up all the time, is that if it's it's just, I call it the toothbrush analogy. And it's if if you didn't brush your teeth this morning, it's not like you're going to go, oh, well, it's Wednesday. We might just push it out to Friday. Oh, it's the weekend. We'll leave it till Monday. We'll leave it till next Monday. You're not going to do that in regards to brushing your teeth. What you're going to do with brushing your teeth is go, when's the next available time that I'm able to brush my teeth? It's going to be tonight. I'm going to brush my teeth tonight and then I'm going to brush my teeth in the morning and then get back into that routine. So that's the way we should look at health behavior when we go, okay, well, I've had, um, you know, I've had a big weekend. I've had a lot of beers or gone out with my mates. I've enjoyed that. I've, I've not felt guilty about it. I've, I've enjoyed that. And I've, you know, but, but when's the next available time that I'm going to quote unquote brush my teeth, which is just getting back on the bandwagon and you might fall off it again, but then you go, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, go and brush my teeth the next time uh, that that's available. So I always use that analogy because it seems stupid for us to not brush our teeth for four or five days because, um, you know, oh, we're just, you know, we're over it or, or whatever. So, yeah, it's just an easy analogy. Yeah, you'd make quite the dentist, I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, I reckon yeah I'd probably need to book into the dentist in saying that. So <laughs> yeah. I might make myself 
Oh, that's my <laughs> that's my guilty one. I'd say the dentist not getting yeah. back to them. Oh, after. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, I like the analogy. The analogy works really well, actually. Um, yeah, awesome. Well, I definitely all had that experience on a Sunday morning. We stayed at a mate's place on Sunday night, and we've gone, "Oh my god, no one's going, no one, my Mrs. isn't going to isn't going to kiss me if I uh, if I keep this yeah, going." Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Oh well, let's kind of kind of wrap it up towards the end here. But like, what's what's one way that people can get involved in the My Health Pledge, and how? Yeah, what's what's the simplest way for them to take the next step? Yeah, I'd say just. Um... Just jump online and, you know, the website is fully set up for people to literally go to today um, to go and make a health pledge. It literally takes you 30 seconds and you put in kind of, as I said, your barriers and what your health pledge is. And there's usually an email that follows up um, soon after to kind of say, how'd you go with it? And did you complete it? And if not, why? Um, and it's it's not a, you know, it's not this authority that's coming down on people. It's 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 figuring out why we don't do what, you know, these these health trends so if people can go on you know the my health pledge website or or go through through socials to um to kind of follow the journey there's there's a lot of i guess education and and stats that are that are are having the pipeline that that is still um to come out and and one of those that we'll be kind of launching later on in the year is is the like their their health pledge which is challenging a mate to go and do it or, or challenging a family member to go and do it because usually our parents' generation are a little bit more stubborn, especially the males um, in that group where, you know, they might not have ever seen a doctor or a psychologist. And it's like, what, what's the harm in, um, in trying? So, so challenging other people to do that and, and that's through kind of their health pledge. So, yeah, socials or, or myhealthpledge.com.au, I think it is. So get around it and, yeah, follow the journey. Yeah, some really cool things on the fringe there. It seems I'm looking forward to seeing how that pops up. Um, I did, I did hop up on your website, and I've got to say it's very simple, very straightforward. Uh, there is actually a calendar there with all the events of the year, so you can align, I guess, your pledges up with with the calendar if that suits you. So, actually, looked really good, very simple, and like I said, I think it's going to make some really big changes. But I've got one final question, which I finish with my guests, and that is. We've spoken about you growing up a little bit, but what was one thing in the family? So what was one thing that stuck with you personally, whether it was from your parents or friends or something like that, but what what would you like to pass on to, you know, your, key, your kids, your nieces, your nephews, or just the future generation? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, I think overall that life doesn't have to be so serious and and to educate ourselves, but also to have fun along the way where, and, and, and the research does support that, you know, in terms of movement patterns and things like that. Well, a lot of what we teach in, uh, with, with kids is 60 minutes a day of active play is, is what the, the Australian um, guidelines are for, for young kids. And um, to get 60 minutes in a day for a parent, they might go, oh, that's really tough. I can't find an extra hour in the day. But it's all those incidental activities like, you know, dancing in the lounge room with your your son or your daughter um, before dinner for five minutes, like that all adds up to 60 minutes in the end. And I, th- I think, I think making it fun is, is, is where it comes in. And we, we talked about this, we briefly talked about this just um, off the podcast before, but, but being a role model um, to your kids where, you know, you can tell your kids to do a hundred things, but if you do them yourself, they're more likely to just follow you. So if you're active and you're eating well and, it's just part of your lifestyle, then your kids are going to follow. So I think, you know, when 
when we do have kids, um, that that's that's kind of what I want to pass on. That that movement and healthy eating is just a part of life. It's not it's not something you know that's that's extra or or anything like that. It's just it's just a part of life. Movement is a part of life, and and to make sure that my kids are enjoying what they're doing, you know, it doesn't have to be a certain sport or anything. And so, yeah, I think um, yeah, having fun with it, I guess. Great message. I uh, I really, really enjoyed that one. So I'll put up all Chapo's socials up on the in the show notes as well as his website to make sure that you guys can get involved with that. Thank you so much for jumping on. It's Thanks, uh man. you can really you can really tell when someone one cares and two really has a good kind of idea of the space and what they want to achieve with it. So I'm very excited to see where my health pledge goes, their health pledge goes, but also walking as well. So I think it's really, really great. So thank you very much for jumping on. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Cheers.